Hey guys, this is Coach Butter. Coach Teresa. Welcome to another episode of the Wellness and High Performance Podcast. This podcast, or this episode, is going to be the first one in our mini-series. We're going to be doing a mini-series on how to maximize muscle growth. How do you maximize your time in the gym? How do you train as intelligently as possible? And that's going to be 11 episodes in this series. And the, the goal here, because I know that you come here to get actionable tools so that you can actually improve your life in some way. So we don't want to bore you with all the nitty gritty details. So we'll do our best to keep the nitty gritty stuff like to the minimum. But you still need to understand what's the method behind the madness over here. And then we'll spend more time on talking about the specific applications and some really real life examples that you're going to be running into when you're at the gym. Sounds good? Sounds great. Fantastic. Let's get into it. So, number one principle. If your goal is to build muscle mass, to improve the way that you look and your health and the way that you function is that we have to have the principle of specificity in place. That means that actually to we need to be stimulating your muscles to grow. And if you're doing any other type of activity in the gym, then you know it's not the best use of your time. Of course, we want to do some aerobic exercise. We can do some athletic type of movements as well. But if the goal is to specifically to build muscle mass, then we need to be very targeted with what kind of activities we're doing there. And I'll give you more examples later in today's episode. So there is there are, we're going to ask the question, how do we actually stimulate muscles to grow? There are three main mechanisms in which muscles receive the message to increase this, their size. And they are mechanical tension, metabolite buildup, and metabol sorry, muscle damage. So we'll cover each one of those, okay? So the most important one by far is mechanical tension. What is mechanical tension? So a good example of mechanical tension is what it's not. Okay. So right now, if I flex my bicep, you know, I'm pretty good at flexing my bicep. You good at flexing your bicep? Pretty good. Give us a flex. Come on. I can't really see oh, okay. what's going on. I can flex my bicep so hard and you can do this at home right now. Flex your bicep so hard that it almost feels like it's going to cramp. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Is there any mechanical tension on the bicep? The answer is no. Minimal. Because you're simply flexing your bicep against air, against gravity. Okay? But if you take a dumbbell in your hand, and as soon as you have a dumbbell in your hand, I'm in this position, like I've got this bottle here. Now this bottle and gravity is accelerating it down towards the floor. Now my bicep has to contract against that resistance. So now there is mechanical tension. Mm. So mechanical tension is an unconscious response to load on the muscles. Mm. Okay. And this is where a lot of people go wrong with this one. Mm -hmm. Is that they spend a larger proportion of their, their valuable time in the gym on exercises that feel like you're working hard just like I did then when I flexed my bicep mm -hmm. but actually because there's no load 
you're actually not really doing the thing that's the most important thing for muscle growth mm. can you give us a couple of examples of things that you might see at the gym or yeah yeah. Absolutely. Some really specific examples of this. Um, first first one, for example, that comes to mind is what a lot of women tend to do. is like there's some kind of like, you know, like butt some kind of like butt kicks or oops, like this. Yeah, weird kind of um, kickback things when you're like even holding onto a, a wall or something and you're just like doing Kicking this. butt back in the air. Exactly. Yeah, like a, Exactly. You basically, you look like a donkey. Mm-hmm. Not really. But <laughs> you get the idea. Um, certainly, like if you do enough of those, you're certainly going to get this sensation yes. that you're working really hard and you might even feel a little bit of a pump and a little bit of a metabolite, metabolite buildup in that in your glutes. But there is actually no mechanical tension over there. Mm. It's a it's not a very f- efficient exercise. Mm. You know, if we did the same thing, but we attached some kind of a cable into your leg, and now you were doing that movement against the resistance, you know, still not, in my opinion, the best approach for glute hypertrophy Mm. or building the glutes, but now you actually have some resistance. Correct. Another example would be like uh, doing like a hip thrust movement against the barbell. Now we have that barbell. Mm. We're still doing that same we're shortening the muscle against the load. Yeah. But now you're actually getting way more of a muscle growth stimulus from that. Yes. Yeah. So to give another example, I'm actually going to go into the second way in which muscles grow, which is through metabolite buildup, a.k.a. getting a pump, you know? So what is actually, what is pump? Mm. So when you lift the weight um, again i'm going to use my bicep here an example because you can see this if you're watching when i'm doing my set and i've got a load here i'm actually accumulating blood in the in the muscles and because i never let go of that weight i never take a break that blood can't actually escape my limb into anywhere else so i have a, more blood coming into the space and then it can't go anywhere else mm. and with that blood there is actually a lot of stuff in that blood mm. that is stimulative for muscle hypertrophy mm. for example we're already bringing in amino acids that have been broken down from the protein that you've eaten hopefully mm. and you're also bringing some glucose some sugar present into this area Mm -hmm. and those are going to be already you know they're ready there to start the recovery and the repair process for new more bigger and stronger um, muscle tissue after Mm -hmm. the fact also actually there's some local little bit of damage happening at the muscles and we have these little growth factors are a little like oozing out from mm-hmm. the little damage that you're creating so that the muscle could repair itself mm-hmm. and none of that again gets to go away if you're you're con- you're continuously keeping that muscle under tension mm. okay so a pump in and of itself will stimulate muscles to grow however the pump is not the most important thing and this is another real life example where many people go wrong is that they only chase the feeling of the pump Mm -hmm. and if you go out chasing the feeling of the pump you may not get the mechanical tension which is the most important thing Mm -hmm. 
but if you go for the mechanical tension you will get the pump here's what I mean a real life example if I'm doing a um, let's talk about the shoulders for a moment okay so if I'm doing like a lateral race type of an activity like that like I have my I have a dumbbell in my hand and I'm doing some lateral raises here usually the dumbbell that I'm using is going to be pretty small okay so there's not that much mechanical tension but if I do like a lot of these things if I do many reps I'm gonna get a massive pump in my shoulder yes okay so you are stimulating your deltoids to grow yeah. but you're actually kind of you're not taking the more important box which was the the mechanical tension side of things mm -hmm. but on the other hand if I incorporate some kind of a pressing movement into my training as well for example like a some kind of a shoulder press yes. that allows me to use much more load than this ladder resting over here mm. so now you're ticking off the mechanical tension box and guaranteed you're going to get a bit of a pump in the muscle as well yeah so you know but so if you had to pick one of those things you would definitely do the the press that would be the most important thing but you know when there's no reason that you couldn't also fit in the ladder raises into your weekly training regime mm -hmm. if you really want those well developed and nice and round looking shoulders that a lot of people want absolutely fantastic yeah, very good very good do we need to give another type of an example of that um an example for that metabolite or that that feeling of the pump yeah i think a big one for females um that i notice is where i really try to get them to feel what that feels like is in like a casem glute bridge mm. and just like maintaining that more contractile top position yeah so yeah that one is like by the 10th 11th 12th rep they're like whoa what just happened here yeah and they've never felt or experienced anything like that that's and it it's a, it's a strong um, <laughs> somewhat actually satisfying feeling. Oh yeah, um, a proper glued pump. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I love it. Perfect. Yeah. And we'll get a bit more into that actually when we, in a later episode when we speak about the range of motion. Yes. Yeah, that's Beautiful. a really good point. So now the third mechanism by which muscles grow is through uh, muscle damage. And it turns out that muscle damage is something that, you know, it sounds good, like you're damaging your muscles, then your muscles are going to repair themselves, grow bigger. Mm. turns out that sometimes muscle damage may not be the thing that you actually want to focus on the most because it's mm. possible to create like such a, like a disruption mm -hmm. in there that it'll take a lot of your recovery, it'll take too much of your recovery resources just to like recover yourself after that training That's session and then you don't ha have enough resources left yeah. for the adaptation which is actually like that's when you're actually getting better mm. and muscle damage is also the thing that's going to create the most amount of soreness mm. okay so a really good example of this is uh what's an exercise that creates a lot of uh, muscle damage is any kind any time when you are lowering something like when you're resisting down, that's the um, part of the lifting that's going to generate the most amount of muscle damage. Mm -hmm. So especially when you do that really quickly, like in an exercise like a, a walking lunge, mm -hmm. 
where you very quickly have to absorb your whole body weight and decelerate yourself as you're going deeper and deeper into that lunge. Mm -hmm. Like, what's like the best way to make sure that your glutes are really sore the next day? Well, go and do some walking lunges. Mm, absolutely, walking lunges, Bulgarian split squats, yeah, down into that stretch position. That's it. Like, I'm not saying it's it's really important to train a full range of motion, and it's it's really important to like lower the weights under control and especially all the way down. That's a really really important thing. But if you're, you don't want to be necessarily super sore all the time, mm. then it might actually make sense to be intelligent about choosing your exercises and not always choosing the ones that are going to be inducing the most amount of muscle damage, i.e., you know, like walking lunges, like if you actually have to go and run the next day, for example. Mm, absolutely. And I think it's a really good opportunity to, opportunity to touch on the fact that you don't have to feel sore at the end of every session for it to be effective. Like, you know, you and I, we very rarely get really, really, really sore. Yeah. Like, we'll feel tenderness every now and then after a hard training session or once you get to the end of your training block. Um, but it's not de absolutely de debilitating. That's exactly right. And that's an interesting thing as a personal trainer. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people associate feeling sore with mm. a quality training session, yeah. right? So, you know, as we get deeper into these principles here, you find that, like, most important thing is that we, our training is actually progressive. Yes. Right? So, if it's week one, day one, and, I've, you know, first time I've ever met you, like, the, the most rookie thing from a training perspective that I can do is to smash you into the ground mm -hmm. and really like crush your body and make you super sore mm -hmm. because then like you know you're not going to be taking as many steps for the rest of the week That's like it. you're not you doing as much energy yeah. but then from the perspective of next week like we actually have to be always progressing and you have to be doing more yes. so if on week one you do like what's over here and then you have to go over here the next week. Mm -hmm. So my much better approach is to start over here on week one. Mm -hmm. And then we progressively do more and more and more until at the end we're like doing so much that we can barely recover from it. Yeah. And when you do it this way, you might actually not get that sore. And, yeah. you know, at never at any point in time. Yeah. 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 Perfect. It's a perfect runway. It's a, it's a perfect runway, exactly right. And the, yeah, it's a, it's a really important concept that's built into all the programs that we put through and all the things that we take our, our clients through. Mm. Yeah, but sometimes you do see people a little bit disappointed when they come in, you know, like week one. They're like, what are you you're telling me to do like two working sets here? I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right. We're going to do these proper warm-ups and then we're going to do two working sets. But you wait until week yeah. six of the program because <laughs> you're going to want to take those words back yeah, like really, really right. quickly. I just keep saying to people, enjoy it while it lasts because it's not going to be forever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. So to kind of round it out, like what what is the... What is the most important thing to, if you want to stimulate muscles to grow, it is to provide your muscles mechanical tension in the gym. And this is best done through exercises that we call the compound exercises. You know, these big 
movements that recruit a lot of joints at the same time. For example, a squat, a hip hinge, like a deadlift movement, a horizontal push, like a bench press, a horizontal pull, like a tom clap of a row, a vertical push, shoulder press, and vertical pull, some kind of a pull down. So that those are the compound movement patterns. So most of your training time should go into those. And then you should trickle on top some of these isolation exercises where you're going for the pump and you're really going for that met metabolite buildup, like some kind of like, you know, glute bridges mm -hmm. or lateral raises mm -hmm. or bicep curls, things of that nature. It's like if you were to build a dish, it's like you want the meat and potatoes to be the mechanical tension and then you're just gonna sprinkle a bit of salt or you know a bit of veggie bit of veggies on top but you don't want to mix these things up mm. you know it's not going to take over the dish exactly yeah and finally to really bring this thing in, into into life is that it's not enough that you do the right activity but you also need to get to close enough to your limits so that it's actually stimulating for muscle growth okay so for, to stimulate your muscles to grow effectively, your you know we want to be having our sets, sorry our repetitions between like you know six all the way up until thirty pretty much, mm, right? That's a big range. It is a big range, and the most important thing is that you get close enough to failure for it to still stimulate your muscles to grow in pretty much the similar fashion. Mm. So what I mean by that is that we need to get within about four to five reps from the point in which you can't lift that thing anymore with that same technique. Mm -hmm. That's an important um, thing to add in there. Yes. It's not like I'm holding a gun on your head yeah. and just like use any, any yeah. muscle possible to lift the weight up. That's not what we're going yeah. after here. It's yeah. about how many more reps would you have done with that same technique mm -hmm. nice and clean nice and clean and you get you have to get to within four to five reps from the point in which you can't do it anymore mm. so that it is stimulating for muscle growth yes. if you still could have done like 10 more reps well now there wasn't enough load mm. it wasn't challenging enough your muscles actually didn't get fatigued enough mm -hmm so that the, they receive enough of a stimulus to get any stronger or bigger. Yes. So what I'm saying is that sets of six reps all the way up till 30 reps can be pretty much equally stimulating for muscle growth, but you have to get to close enough to failure. Yeah. So of course, like if we're doing sets of six, that means that we're using way more load mm -hmm. than if you're doing sets of thirty. Mm -hmm. Using we're doing, talking about like ladder race type of exercises. Mm -hmm. So not all rep ranges really suit all exercises. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be doing sets of thirty with deadlifts or or squats. Mm -hmm. Those are better reserved for the less repetitions per set, and then these isolation exercises more for the more repetitions per set brilliant brilliant i think we covered it i think we covered yeah. the first the most important thing wonderful and where can we direct people who are listening or viewing if they want to 
have a look and you know really dive into more of this intelligent style of training yeah i mean the best way to dive into this is of course to do it and experience it for yourself mm -hmm. and all these considerations that we're going to be telling you are built into the coach Pluto training app and the leaner stronger system which is the training system that is in the, in the training app there's a system for women and there's a system for men and it's a very progressive in nature in terms of the training load that you're being subjected to but also in terms of exercise selection like very logically mm. starting with the exercises that give you the highest chance of executing these movement patterns with high amount of success and then we build you up to more challenging versions of those exercises doesn't mean that it's easy and you're not working hard no, you can certainly work really hard even with the the like the ground level versions of those exercises 100%. yeah fantastic if you have any questions at coach Puru on instagram at coach Teresa west on instagram or sending me an email on hello at coach other than that thank you so much for watching and listening I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day. This is Coach Putter. Coach Teresa. I'll see you in the next episode.